0: everyone, welcome back to Hold the Sugar. Or if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. We're so glad you chose our quarter of the internet. Hold the Sugar is just your average podcast centered around two gals in their 20s navigating this world and sharing their lived experiences. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Every review counts and reminds us why we do this. For you the listeners. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I'm Ruthie. I'm Shy. And welcome to Hold the Sugar.
1: All right. Um, let's get into some life updates. We were kind of talking a little bit before this about stuff. And then I was like, we got to shut up because I actually <laughs> want to put it in the podcast. Yeah. Um, What are life updates? Like I had to really think about that. I am on a new hyperfixation, which is very realistic. When you're neurodivergent, you have ADHD, you find a new hyperfixation. Mm. And I've been really fixating on, like, thrifting and really buying my clothes, like, secondhand. I think it's also trying to be, like, more intentional about my footprint. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't know what it is this year. I know another, like, a mutual of mine said that this entire year they weren't buying any new clothes. And I'm trying not to buy, like, new clothes. I'm trying to buy, like, secondhand most of the time. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Um... Shopping content has really popped off on my TikTok and my TikTok is doing well with like the shopping content because I really show the raw realities of shopping as a plus size person. (laughs) But my hyperfixation has been this quilted jacket. I love jackets, but I'm really trying to find something that looks very similar to like my baby blanket. I have this baby blanket. I have this baby blanket that I've had since I was like I don't even know I, since I was literally born oh, Wow, literally born um so it is 25 years old it is as old as I am and this baby blanket is really precious to me because of who made it and so I'm trying to find like a quilt that looks like it because I don't want to take my baby blanket and make it into a quilted jacket cause obviously yeah yeah, I'm not going to take my baby blanket, Uh, but I want something that has a similar vibe. And I spent all day today going to thrift stores, which by the way, the reason thrift stores are closed on Sundays is because of the whole religious thing. Let's like not do that because people only have like Saturday and Sundays most often to shop. And when they close them on Sundays, it's like. It's Saturday, just supposed to be my errand day that I'm out of the house for 12 hours going thrifting because they're not open on Sundays. It just aggravates me. Anyways, that's my little aggravation because I haven't found a quilt yet that like really looks like the quilted jacket that I'm trying to to recreate. It makes me really sad. And I was talking about this with my partner that my great aunt or my great grandma just passed away and she was a sewer And then my dad passed away clearly like four years ago and both of them were sewers and my dad made quilts. And if he was alive, I could just have one of his quilts, but can't do that. So I'm on the hunt for the perfect quilt to turn into a jacket. I'm just going to do it myself because if you want something done, do it yourself.
0: I mean, that being said, you could swing by Joanne's if you got, like, the sewing supplies and you're planning to sew the jacket yourself. You could quilt yourself. I don't want
1: want to because it's going to take, like, months to quilt.
0: Is it? Like, if you have a sewing machine, I figured if it was by hand, it was going to take forever. But, like, I thought with the sewing machine, if you, like, lay it out, it's just a matter of, like, but I could be wrong because I don't know anything about it. Like, I want to quilt. It's one of the things that's, like, every time I go in Joanne's, I'm, like, I I need to take up quilting there's so many pretty fabrics it's something I need to do but I haven't actually like made any steps to do so so I'm not a quilting expert by any means
1: if you want to take the time to quilt it you have to realize like each piece is like maybe you know six inches long you know by by like two inches and you have to do all these dozens of six inch two inch
0: like Oh, that, if you're going to do small stuff. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I want to do, like, I want mine to look very um patterned, like a mm-hmm. patchwork quilt. So if you're working oh, on... Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're doing a patchwork quilt, it's going to take a long time because each
0: individual... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: So that's why I do not personally want to actually make the quilt myself. um If I want to spend, you know, the next couple months doing it, I can, but I don't really want to. Like, I want the jacket yeah. now because. Yeah, because uh, it won't be jacket season in the months. No, because Florida is ever changing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to look at, for it at boutiques. I've tried to look for it like secondhand. Today, oh my gosh, I could have committed a crime today. There, oh. was, There was a quilted jacket today at the thrift store, and I saw it in some lady's hands. no No. granted it wasn't a patchwork quilt quilted jacket so I'm trying to justify like whatever it's hers now and Mm -hmm. I like picked it up and I was like this is literally like the exact jacket I want wow and she's like "Ah, yeah I know she was like so excited and I was like it's great for you Mm -hmm. I've only been looking for a quilted jacket for the last like month Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mmm. So I don't know. I've been dealing with a lot more aggravations here lately. I don't. I don't honestly know what it is. I don't know where the aggression is coming from here lately. So normally I'm just like whatever. By all means, mm-hmm. I think it's just the hyper fixation when you have ADHD. Mm-hmm. It's tunnel vision. Yeah. So, so I'm in tunnel vision. Um, other things of updates. Uh, TikTok. I'm almost at five thousand five hundred. WTF. Oh my god, congrats! I know, I'm almost at 5,500. Um, I've had a couple brands work with me. I'm working on a couple brand deals. Um, I'm in an ad for the next year for a company, so that's pretty exciting. Hell yeah. Other little things? I don't know. I don't think there's really other little things. I should have, like, wrote all of my life things down oh my gosh I- what a
0: mood I'm like I can spit it out on the fly no I can't
1: <laughs> I see a, di- a dietitian tomorrow that's so exciting yeah I'm a little nervous um the real like reason for the dietitian is I like have a- an ED, like an eating disorder um, which I think is very much tied to being neurodivergent. Um, I've realized mm. eating habits have also gotten really bad here lately. It's not that I'm eating junk food, it's that literally nothing sounds good at all mm. except the one thing that I want, and then I don't even know what that one thing is.
0: Oh.
1: So I'm like putting off eating until like the last possible second. So I'm trying to find like ways to like maybe do more protein more you know nutrient dense meals and i do actually have them um how often should i be eating what should i be eating so mm-hmm. i'm really i'm excited to see the dietitian. i'm a little nervous though
0: okay good luck with that i think that's it i think that's all i've got going on oh uh, let me think about me um i think i mentioned this a little bit in the last podcast I'm going on vacation in a couple weeks and that is getting closer and closer and closer. So I'm just living for that. And it's a little bit stressful because there's a lot of things that I want to do, like things I want to go shop for and things I want to buy. And I'm also trying to save money right now. (laughs) So it's not like lining up great. And I don't know, for me, getting out to the store recently has just been so much effort. Like there's so many things that I want to buy, but physically I cannot take myself and like take myself out like if I go after like if I think oh I'll just go after work so I'm already in my car then I'm like then if I go after work then I have to sit in traffic after that and I don't want to do that and then if I'm at home I'm like why would I even bother going out so I think that's been a big one for me like trying to get out trying to go do things instead of just like holding up at home
1: yes I do that a lot I think because Florida driving is just really bad I just don't like to drive, and so my driving yeah. is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about your vacay. Um, gonna yeah. be a good social media detox. Speaking of your social media detox, how's that going?
0: Social media detox is doing great, actually. Honestly, I thought I was gonna have a lot more withdrawals, miss it a lot more. I think I'm doing actually really good. Like occasionally, I'll think about like. Like something I wanted to go see an update for, or something that would have just been easier if I could just like open Instagram rather than like having to Google it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer that I don't have that. But I don't think I'm feeling like a huge loss, which is really good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah,
1: I don't know what I would do with my time if I didn't have social media.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've been spending a lot of time with people, like whether that be my parents or my friends. I've been going out and meeting a lot of new people, which has been really, really exciting and really fulfilling. But like, that's, I think, just been a matter of this has just been my couple of weeks. I don't think that's going to be like a normal thing, but I've also made some new friends and, you know, it's been good.
1: I have been in my like introvert era here lately.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm in my extrovert era right now. It's really weird for me.
1: (gasps) I know I'm in the introvert era. I just want to stay home I wanna rot. I just like I I do have some books. I have finished a couple books. So like if I wasn't on social media, I feel like I would be reading ten times more.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm so glad you brought up the books because that is something big that changed my life. I started listening to audiobooks at work because my work is desk work. I have my headphones in all day. I've really been getting into audiobooks and it's been so nice because I haven't had a lot of time to read like a physical book. Lately, or even on my Kindle. So, audiobooks have been a godsend, and I have just been enjoying books. It's been great.
1: That's what I do when I have like just a yeah. heavy days, when I'm just like sitting and doing Excel. I mm-hmm. I read a book last week, like, you know, and then I have a book coming up this week, and I'm like, oh, 10 hours? Great. I can get that done. And I
0: force. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about one little gripe, one little gripe, because I started doing audiobooks originally on Spotify, because, you know, Spotify has a lot of titles available for premium, and then I find out that there's a limit, yep. there's a limit, like, I'm, I'm sorry, what, like, you're gonna it's... make them available for the premium that I pay for, and then you're, like, after 15 hours, they're just, like, haha, psych, would you like to pay, I don't know, it's, like, $12 more or something for, like, another 15 hours, and I'm, like, no, 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 no,
1: no. This is why you get a library card and you just borrow from the library because honey, that's what I'd be doing.
0: All yeah. The
1: time. And yeah, like you have to wait for your books and stuff, but like, isn't it just like fun to kind of like not have instant gratification all the time?
0: I mean, for me, no, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel you. I need to be, I need to renew my library card. That's been my like big motivator. That's something that I need to get done is um renew my library card so I can start doing it from the library because I'm doing an Audible free trial right now. But that again is only like you get one credit to use per month on anything. But then you only get free stuff within their library. And their library is not as inclusive as Spotify's like premium library. But so like there's downsides to both programs. And I'm not really finding one that I like. Which is kind of tough. But it's a free trial. So I'm not paying anything. So I'm enjoying that. Personally, I get from
1: the library. That's what I do. I have two library cards and if the government is listening to this no I don't <laughs> uh, I have two library cards one from Fort Wayne one here uh, oh, okay I get even more books mm-hmm. nice <laughs> yes uh so that's exciting but um okay so so what are we reading what what is the book because I have a couple books I just mm-hmm. got done reading the honeymoon crashers that was okay. I also read Practice Makes Perfect and I'm so sorry I rated that like a three out of five because that was or two out of five because that was not a good book.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I know what that is but I don't know that I do. It's
1: the one with like the bodyguard who you know ends up fake dating the girl the teacher how to date and it's just like oh. it was so predictable and it's just like I was waiting 10 hours to just find out exactly what I knew. The Honeymoon Crashers wasn't too bad. I don't I would rate that probably like a three out of five for that one mm-hmm. and then I'm reading the Clementine Complex I just got that on my library card I have 21 days to read that so I need to get that done and then um Dead Romantics oh I've heard of Dead Romantics so I'm reading that because it was recommended to me by a friend they don't have it on audiobooks so I have to actually physically read it on my Kindle so it's going to take a long longer to read mm. okay so what are you reading From-
0: For me, I talked to you a little bit about this and I know you'll be excited about this. I've been reading a lot of TJ Plume that you've been recommending to me for a while now. And so I read, I listened to Under the Whispering Door first, which I loved. And I just on Friday finished House in the Cerulean Sea, which I also really liked. They're so good. And next I'm hoping for to do In the Lives of Puppets. I have to figure out how I'm going to get my hands on that. But that is next on the bucket. I'm so excited.
1: I started that and I didn't like it. I'm a no,
0: uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, because that's what I think another one of my friends who's also like a really big fan of his um, said is she was like, it's a lot. And I was like, okay, we'll find out. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so lastly, what are we sipping on? So for me, I have been trying to do like really different stuff for like my coffee series on TikTok. And mm-hmm. one of my TikTok friends sent me the Illy Instant Coffee. So I've been using mm. which I don't usually use instant coffee because like who wants to buy Folgers coffee because it's disgusting. If you drink Folgers, like I'm so sorry, but that's the lowest of the low. <laughs> that's what I make when I make coffee. I feel terrible, but you know, it's fine. Um, I'm gonna make you and everyone listening to me feel terrible. If you want like dirt from your backyard, go get Folgers because that's, hey. that's-
0: I put a lot of stuff in it. It doesn't taste like coffee when I'm done with it. All right. like
1: <laughs> I know the people who are listening are going to be like, oh, ah, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, because it's literally the dirt in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but Illy instant coffee, uh,
0: cookie butter syrup and caramel syrup with almond milk. And that's what I've been drinking. Ooh, that sounds good. I, I actually had a really good drink for my lunch today. I was at Cava with one of my friends and I had their, blueberry lavender I don't know if it's a lemonade base or if it's just because on the box on the like little like tap thing it just said blueberry lavender that was really good I really like that I also tried their pineapple apple mint I think that was quite frankly disgusting and I think it might just be that they make it with fresh fruit and it's not pineapple season because I also had a bad experience with some something else that I had that was pineapple earlier this week it's just not pineapple season it's February I really should just stop trying to get pineapple stuff but I love pineapple. So, yeah, they're pineapple, not so good. But the blueberry lavender, excellent. I just don't like lavender that much. I know. I don't usually. But, like, I don't know. This is pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I did. I do like a, we have a Cava place, like, that does, you know, really good drinks and stuff, too. I went mm-hmm. there Friday because I've been, I've been trying to get out of the Or I went there Thursday because I've been trying to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And that was good. That was good. I need to start visiting more coffee shops.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Let's get into today's topic. Um, Today is when your dream becomes a nightmare. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, a little bit more heavy today, but you know, I'm excited to talk about it. I think we both have some really unique experiences that we get to share with this.
1: Yeah, I think so. so too. I think we have, um, career experience while mm-hmm. also having like personal experience too. Um, because I just don't feel like your dream doesn't always have to be tied to
0: like your career. Yeah. I think that's something that I struggle with a lot with like, cause in my mind, dream and like dream job goes so hand in hand. And so, like, when you ask what's my dream, like, I'm immediately thinking career, which, you know, isn't a good thing to do. And I'm trying to be better about that. But for me, I think for this week, I'm going to be talking about a lot of career stuff, stuff that's happened in the past, stuff that's currently happening in my life, which is, you know, a lot. But, hey, we're working through it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's jump right in. I think we should just start talking about, like, what was your dream and why was it your dream? So, yeah, take us away. Okay, I
1: can go first. Yeah, um yeah. so I have two different ones. Uh the first one is kind of a lot heavier. Um and don't think it's like my dream just know that like the life that I thought I was going to be living got completely derailed. And so my testimony is like I thought, you know, my dad in 2020, I was like, so these are kind of the things that happened in 2020. I was dating somebody for three and a half years, almost four, it was getting close to four years, all through college, outside of college. And then my dad got sick in 2020, and passed away. And then I broke up with that person. And I ended up dating someone else didn't work out. Um, and in 2021 put myself into therapy over grief now the reason that i say it's like your dream becoming a nightmare is because i thought like in that moment i did want to get engaged to the person which is why i broke it off but i thought you know next step is getting engaged getting married i was just going to continue living an unhappy life with this person and then also like my dad, like the reality is I thought my dad was going to be around for a very long time. And then everything became a nightmare
0: <laughs>
1: okay. and everything just came like spiraling down. And that was a very complicated time for myself. And it like, it was, it's, it was just the reality of what I thought was going to happen in my life. I thought I was just going to get engaged and get married and be unhappy for the rest of my life. I also, like, thought, you know, my dad was going to be around to see, like, me get married and me have children. And that's, I mean, it was my dream to clearly have my dad be present in all moments of life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then the second one is career dream. So my dream was always to work at a university in some capacity. I didn't know what that looked like, but my dream was to work in the university at some capacity and i did get that 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 happened um i was working as a high school teacher and then i ended up finding a job at the local college that i went to or that i didn't go to uh my partner ended up my partner goes there or went there and so that's why i kind of picked them and it was like it was my dream to work at a university because my university experience was really good and mm-hmm. I also worked for a univer- worked for the university when I went to university. So mm-hmm. my just dream was just like having this moment of just like, wow, I made it. And I did have that moment. Like I was like, damn, I made it. I made it onto a college campus and now I get to work with college students. And that's my goal.
0: Mm-hmm. So for me, mine was very career focused. I... I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but when I finished undergrad in 2021, I went straight into law school and that was, you know, that was a really big choice for me. I didn't really know during four year college, like four years of undergrad, what I wanted to do, like what degree I wanted, what I wanted to do with that degree. I didn't have a lot of focus. And then around my junior year of college, I kind of like got in my head this idea of like going to law school. It was something that had been a part of my past. Like I had talked about wanting to do it before. This is, um, because my grandmother was a lawyer. My grandma was my um, closest grandparent to me. We were really close. She was a lawyer. So I wanted to be just like her. I wanted to be a lawyer. And then she passed while I was in high school. And I kind of just like, I think I let the dream kind of die with her. I didn't really notice that it had stopped becoming a dream or like even something that I considered. And then about halfway through college, I was like trying to go through things. I was like, could I do this? Could I do that? Could I do this? And my mom almost like, Hey, remember when you wanted to be a lawyer? And I was like, you know, that might not be such a bad idea. And so I kind of like put all my eggs in that basket. I wanted something to do after college. I didn't feel prepared to go into the workforce because I never had a job before. I didn't know what it was like to work. So in my mind I wasn't prepared to work. So I was like, okay, of course, more school. So I was told by people that I would be a good lawyer. I thought, "Hey, you know, more school would be great." So I went to law school straight out of uh out of undergrad and yeah, that was my dream for for a period. Yeah.
1: Can I be real with you and be a little mean? yeah of course if I have to be very honest the whole like I've never had a job didn't want didn't want to go into the workforce one I know that's a special privilege that like a lot of people don't get um mm-hmm. and two I feel like that should have been your first sign mm-hmm. like I'm not actually compassionate about this mm-hmm. I just want to prolong kind of growing up you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah, I prolong this. And I know that that sounds mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, but- I know it. I look back at it and I'm like, oh, that was a red flag. That was a, you know, that's what it was. I just was prolonging things. And then I had my parents pushing me to do secondary school so that I could, you know, get a job that made X amount of money that they'd consider like a good job, things like that. A lawyer is a good job to them. A lawyer makes money things like that so you know there were a lot of factors that went into it
1: do you feel like you weren't
0: prepared in college to like go into the workforce oh yes 100 percent. and you know some of that was definitely my fault because I lived at home through most of college uh, and part of it was also because like I you know we'll maybe talk about this on a future episode but like my undergrad experience wasn't great because I came in into a major that I didn't plan on staying in. Because when I was applying to college, I was so focused on the school that I would go to. And, you know, part of that was a lot of pressure from my parents about like where I went to school rather than what I was studying. And so I came in with the intention to transfer almost immediately. And then I wasted a lot of time trying to transfer and not like building a community figuring out what I like actually wanted to do and then when plans fell through I was kind of scrambling so yeah I'll to say I didn't feel ready because I didn't build a foundation I didn't really like network at all in undergrad I was always focused on like more school
1: I also yeah. have to be honest because my undergrad experience is very different and I talk about this with my partner all the time I think part of if you lived at home I think that's part of what really like effed up your experience mm-hmm. if you were living at home and being at home during your college experience I don't feel like you truly like gave it like a chance
0: mm-hmm.
1: it makes sense yeah no
0: and I think part of that also comes into like about halfway through junior year is when COVID hit so like you know regardless of what would have happened I would have spent the last year and a half at home because that's where COVID was like you know COVID hit Hit and we weren't in person we were virtual so I would have had to go home and i even if there were you know job fairs things like that it would have been completely different because of COVID
1: okay I'm done grilling you we can move on to the next
0: <laughs> the topic no you're good okay so then um when did this dream stop being a dream and like what was like if there was like a trigger event or a series of events that led to you realizing that this wasn't your dream anymore
1: I'm a little silent because I have to talk about this relationship. Um mm-hmm. because that really, really my dream, you know, was to get married and, you know, kind of move on with my life and stuff like that. I I don't think it was necessarily like that was my dream. It was more so like I had been with this person for so long. Mm-hmm. That was the next step, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've been with somebody for almost four years at that point, like you're getting engaged or you're breaking up like uh-huh. you're getting married, you're breaking up or you're going to be domestic partners for your entire life and um I'm no offense to anyone who's domestic partners with somebody but I don't that's not me I don't want to be domestic partners with somebody um and so that was just kind of like natural like that that was going to happen and I think the turning point when things started to turn really like <sighs> And try not to be so mean towards this person. There just wasn't like physical attraction towards this person for like a really long time. Like this person was a really good person, but they just weren't like I just wasn't physically attracted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, I think that was the first turning point. Was like I look at I look at you as like a bestie, not as like a life partner. Mm-hmm. So that was really that turning point. And then for the PFW job. Um, for my job working at the university. The turning point is I noticed back in like, I noticed in September, things were just moving really slow. And things weren't like progressing with my job. And the biggest issue is they (laughs) I know you're listening. (laughs) Because I know you stalk me. The two uh, students that we had that were the front desk, I was out one day and they found my TikTok and they reported my TikTok to the director. And um, that kind of goes into the next question, sorry. Um, Reported my TikTok to the director and the director made me beg and squabble and cry to keep my job still got written up for quote not doing my job, which I was nothing was falling to the wayside I, that's the first time I've ever been written up in a job it's because they hated me and yeah, that's where that was the first sign it was turning was uh being reported mm-hmm.
0: TikTok. uh similar similar ish kind of things like it was like a big major event for me too um. At the end of my first year, even like, okay, we're not going to get to the first year. End of the first semester, I got a D in one of my classes. It wasn't an F. And this is something that I have like such an issue with. Like, I don't understand why Ds are a thing. If they, they're not counted as passing, they're not counted as failing. They're just this thing that's in the middle. Yeah. And it's like, just, just give me an F. Like, if you don't think that I did a good job, just give me an F. Because if it doesn't count as passing and it doesn't count as failing, what is it? Why? Like, What's the I don't know. Yeah, what's the purpose of this? Cause it's not, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make me understand where you're coming from and what you want me to do. So I got put on academic probation because of the D and that kind of triggered a lot of things for me. I kind of like had a mental breakdown at the end of that semester before grades even came out. Like the night before one of my finals for that semester, I like had a mental breakdown. I was pulling it all nighter. And I was so scared that I was going to fail this one class, which I, not even the class I got the D In In the end, not the class I got the D in. But I had this mental breakdown and I was talking to you and some of our like mutual friends. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Something's wrong. And like some of you guys that had like diagnosed ADHD were like, honey, that's ADHD. And that was such a big moment for me because I had... I think I'd considered it in the past once, but kind of been like gaslit out of that thinking. And yeah, that was huge to think that like, oh, this is something that could be fixed. And this isn't something that I should have to struggle with. And so going into the next semester, like they were, the university was like, so what are your plans to be better? And I was like, look, I'm going to go to a psychiatrist and I'm going to find out how to be better and how to like fix this. And I tried, I went to, I got a psychiatrist, I got an official ADHD diagnosis, I got an official anxiety diagnosis, which like big what I kind of known that was coming. But <laughs> yeah, and I like, I, I don't think I tried as hard as I could have, because at the end of the day, like mental illnesses aside, I was burnt out. I'd been in the school system for a oh, way over a decade. And I was tired. COVID did a number on all of us on top of that. And I just couldn't be in school. It just wasn't working for me. And so, you know, despite everything, I got another D my second semester. And I got officially, like, dismissed from the school. Which is their way of being like, we're kicking you out. But also, like, if you wanted to appeal, like, to us and, like, give us, like, some reasoning and, like, a good case, like, you could stay. And I, like, I remember I called you the day that I found out. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, I don't know what to do because I feel like even if I'm, even if I like appeal and stay, because I have the grounds to, I have, you know, these diagnoses that I found out during this, I have reasons that I could use if I really wanted to like beg for my spot, but then it was a matter of like, do I want to beg for my spot? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember that day. That was a, that was a really, really tough conversation but it felt like I was kind of like talking to myself in a way mm-hmm. like it was a tough conversation that I think that was very very just needed mm-hmm. kind of really touched on the you know what made it turn
0: I think the turn was that like the like it was like I didn't realize it wasn't my dream anymore until I was like faced with this crossroads of like go or stay yeah and I then, yeah go ahead I mean I was just gonna say like I was sitting there and being like oh like because like even when I was on probation I was just like no matter how bad things have ever gotten for me academically I've always been able to like scrape my way out of it and so I'm always just like oh things will work out things will work out like it's fine I can just keep skating by and then I think this was like this like big moment where it was like hey hey like is this actually what we want to do is this worth fighting for
1: yeah yeah I think that a lot of people think my relationship ending was because of this other person that was definitely like encouraging in my ear to like not be in a relationship anymore. The turning point is that my dad passed away. Uh-huh. like that's that's why my relationship ended. My dad passed away, and I looked at my life from a very big lens, and I said, Everything I've ever loved, ever known, just got taken away from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna like, I, and if some people could say it was self sabotaging that I ended the relationship, but I was like, I'm not happy. I haven't been happy in a long time. I'm not mm-hmm. happy. And life is so precious. I don't want to mm-hmm. keep living living and then I die and I look back and I'm like this is a terrible life (laughs) like you married someone you didn't want to be with you had kids with somebody you don't want to be with like it feels so bad because that person is such a good person like that person really is a good person but I just that was not my person it was Mm not my day and when my dad passed away I just felt like there was like a turning point in me where I was like I just I can't keep doing this anymore
0: do you think it was kind of like a like like not like a reality check but this thing where you're like life is short and like it's too short to waste on like things that you're not happy with
1: i wish you would have met me before 2020 (laughs) to now because you know how much i prioritize relationships in my life
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i really prioritize the people in my life and i love the people in my life i started doing that after he passed away Mm -hmm. okay let's take a brief pause see if there's an ad it might not be an ad We'll
0: come the right block. All righty.
1: Okay, so there may or may not have been an ad. I I don't know until I edit this. Um, anyways, like I was saying, I prioritize relationships a lot more now. And I think it was because that whole life is short thing. Mm-hmm. I realized that like all of my soulmates in my life were literally my friends and mm-hmm. like I felt like my dad was like a soulmate to me like I like I was meant to have him as my dad and mm-hmm. and then I was like I don't feel this way about this person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah I don't feel really, like you are my soulmate and like anyway shape or form mm-hmm. it just really was like a life is short um I can't keep living the way that I'm living now Mm -hmm. something has to change kind of thing Mm
0: -hmm. and it did yeah so moving on like how do you cope with the loss of a dream uh i think um
1: people need to understand that what what is the term um it's like redirection, something like that. I try, I'm trying to think of what the term is. It's just redirection. Uh-huh. So I think it's just like a redirection. Like it's like, it's a, it's a traffic cone in the middle of the road and uh-huh. you have to take a detour somewhere else. Uh-huh. And when you're sitting here, I have, a, I have so many thoughts on this. So many thoughts. Uh-huh. As someone who literally blew up their whole life after their dad passed away and then was uh-huh. like, I need to do like a full 180 and I put myself into therapy and put myself on medication and all of that stuff like I got my shit together and I think it's not that I think like everything happens for a reason I think every ha- everything has a reason on why it happens uh-huh. and when we and I know that somebody listening to this is like well you know that person passing away like that's a horrible thing that happened. And it's like, yeah, but that happened for a reason. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I truly do believe there was a reason that my dad passed away. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I know people who like hear when they're like a family member passed away, they don't want to hear everything happens for a reason. I'm sorry. And I Mm -hmm. know, and I'm never going to tell anyone that. But for me, how I coped with it is I would have never gotten my shit together if he had not passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. If I had not ended that relationship, I wouldn't be in the relationship I'm in now. Mm -hmm. If I didn't leave that job, I wouldn't have the job that I have now. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so coping with it. And I know that all these lines are so cheesy and I know they are, but literally when one door closes, it Mm -hmm. may, it may take a little while for that other door to open But there's always going to be another door that opens. Uh Like, it makes me want to tear up every day that like, yeah, he's gone. And that, Uh that sucks. You know, losing Uh somebody that you love so deeply, so much sucks. But my brother's, my brother's clean now. Uh My brother no longer does drugs um and and I don't know I don't think he really drinks or anything either he got into a really bad car accident after my dad passed away and he allowed what happened to like really really define his entire like projection of his life versus with me I was like I need to get my shit together he was like I can't get my shit together Hmm. And I've had people reach out, like, how do you deal with grief and stuff like that? Like, how do you deal with that? And this is not about grief. It really is just like, when that happened, you know, my brother, my brother's now clean. I started therapy. I have an ADHD diagnosis. I'm taking medication. I'm in Florida now. I'm in a whole different state. Um, I've lived on my own by myself. I'm um, my partner now. Like, everything that happened sucks but you know had he not passed away I don't think that a lot of these things would have happened Mm -hmm. the way that they happened
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I know everyone hates the the cheesy ass lines I know it
0: Mm -hmm. but it's true that's what happens like honestly
1: I just I when he passed away it's like my whole world I was no longer looking from this little microscope Mm -hmm. and I realized how precious life was. And then I ended my relationship and it's like, how do you cope with that? And it's like, okay, that person wasn't for you, but there's someone out there for you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That person isn't here anymore. Would they want you to continue living for them or would they want you to just be miserable and unhappy and sad Mm -hmm. the rest of your life okay Mm -hmm. that job didn't work out that's awesome because there are like a thousand other different jobs out there there are hundreds and thousands of different jobs out there and like that didn't work out but something will you're just not giving yourself the chance Mm -hmm. to like figure out what's going to work out you're like moping and whining and groaning about it because something didn't work out in your favor and it's like but what if it wasn't supposed to work out in your favor Uh what if it wasn't supposed to work out that job or that person Uh Um, it's a traffic cone in the road that you thought you were going to take and now you're taking a different road and that's okay because you're still going to get to the same destination Uh where you're meant to be this and i'll let you go This was something that I saw on TikTok the other day. And you have to be religious, but believing in the universe or God, whatever you believe in, a higher power. Mm -hmm. The TikTok said, if you worry, then pray. If Uh you still keep worrying, don't pray. Because when you pray, you're casting your worries onto that higher power. And if mm-hmm. you're continuing to still worry, it's because you don't trust them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you want to keep worrying, don't don't pray about it. Don't don't sit and have a moment with the higher power and say, Can you take care of this? If you're sitting there and you're having a moment with the higher power, and I had like a lot of coming to Jesus moments in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting and having that conversation with them, then don't worry about it because they're going to the mm. universe is going to provide, something's going to take care of you, whether it's God, the universe, whatever you believe in, that's your prerogative. But you have to trust that process is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we live in an instant gratification world.
0: Yeah. More <laughs> and more now that we're just ready for solutions to drop out of the sky. It's yeah
1: but things take time. And mm-hmm. and this is something I'm learning myself. Things take time. And when you thought that you wanted the thing that you wanted, and it didn't actually work out, you're going to maybe want something a lot more. Mm-hmm.
0: That's just my little spiel. No, no, I like everything that you're saying applies to my story too. Because like, like you said, you know, when one door Closes, when another one opens a like, another twist on that, that like, you hear a lot is, like, when God closes the door, he opens a window, and I think that's so, that, like, really, really fits what this was for me, like, getting thrown out of school, because it really did feel, you know, the meme of the dog who's, like, sitting in, like, the little flaming room, and he's, like, this is fine, and, like, it kind of felt like that, and it kind of felt like I didn't realize that I was, like, in this burning room, and that I, like, there was a small part of my brain that was like we need this isn't it this isn't it this isn't it and then like getting kicked out was this like almost like God reaching out and like opening a window and being like let's go the room is on fire let's go you wanted an out I am opening a window and taking you out like this is your out if you want it you have been asking for it I've heard you ask for it let's go
1: what if we started trusting ourselves more
0: mm-hmm.
1: What if we start that little voice that you had in the back of your head?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What if you had started trusting that way earlier?
0: I know. but Sometimes you don't know until you do it. And sometimes your mistakes are going to be expensive ones. <laughs> yeah. Dropping out of school is an expensive, expensive decision that not everybody is set up to make. And I feel guilty about it because that was my parents' money. And they have told me not to worry about it, but it's gonna be something that I always, am gonna worry about because that was an expensive decision to have to make. And it's one that <clears throat> makes me worry about going back to school. Cause I know we've talked about that and how I'm thinking about doing that. But yeah, it's, I, uh, I don't remember who said it. I think there's like a content creator that I follow who had their like slogan is like make big mistakes. And I think about that a lot. <laughs>
1: I think for me, I wasn't allowed to make mistakes as a kid. And Mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok. I wasn't allowed to make mistakes as a kid. And so when mistakes happen, I'm very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And I also don't trust my own opinion. I feel like I have to have like the opinion of everyone else around me before I can like feel like I'm coming into some kind of justification of my own Mm -hmm if i if I had started trusting myself a lot longer, like or before you know, I wouldn't have been in that relationship for as long as I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I ended like a ten year friendship. If I had just trusted myself and listened to myself when I felt icky the first time that they did something wrong mm-hmm. i I would have I would have done it, yeah, I think the same for you. I think if you had sat and listened to that voice that was like, oh, we're just not ready for the real world. We're going to postpone it. If you had made me listen to that voice and was like,
0: that's a little concerning. Mm. You know, maybe like you wouldn't have been in that position. Maybe, but like, I do think there's a silver lining out of it. I think I don't regret being, you know, going to law school for a year. Cause one, I figured out one more thing I don't like. I figured out what I don't like. I figured out a group of people that I don't think I'd work well with. Um, And I also made like one of, one of like the greatest friendships of my life while I was up there. So for me, I would never trade that time because maybe I didn't get a degree, but I got a person. And that lasts so much longer than a degree.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I yeah. I didn't, I didn't get married four years ago. And yeah. that was the greatest decision. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, I quit that job almost a year ago. It's been almost a year since I quit that job. Oh my gosh.
0: <gasps> that's I insane,
1: now, I'm now in a great job i'm actually yeah. getting, I'm able to get my master's through my job. I'm able mm-hmm. to like, go back to school use my master's as professional development I really do I think that had I listened to myself a lot longer or a lot I, sooner a lot sooner I think yeah. have lasted as long as I did and that's kind of the point I was trying to make is like I think you have to really trust yourself mhm. And if you're kind of getting, like, flashing red lights, don't think that that's, like, a yellow light. That's a red light, and you need to stop, and you need to you need to rethink that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, again, makes me think of, like, I know this was, I think this was more in a relationship context in the show, but you know that quote from BoJack where it's, um, when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, all the red flags look like flags. And I think I, that quote is constantly in my mind because it's so true. Like when you think that that's what you want, you're not going to see the red flags. You're not going to think that you're unhappy. Especially when we're in this mentality where we both are, where we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes. We're like, I picked the wrong job. I don't think so. I'm not allowed to pick the wrong job. You know, I'm not allowed to waste a year in doing school that is not going to count for anything, is not going to, you know, give me anything like
1: you know Bojack is quite literally one of my favorite shows in the Mm -hmm. entire world like and I I do love that quote you know in in that context it was like a relationship too and that's how I felt like I wasn't I wasn't looking at red flags I was like this is what I'm supposed to do that's the Mm -hmm. other thing like because of the nuclear family style or because of the American dream, a lot of times people get roped into this idea of like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Versus like, what if the universe is actually calling you for a higher, higher purpose? Mm -hmm. And you don't, you just you're not giving yourself the opportunity to learn what that purpose is.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hey, I had a, no, go ahead. You finish first.
1: <laughs> and I think that that purpose changes every, mm-hmm. you know, couple years. I think there's a life cycle to everything that happens in our life. Um, that person taught me a lot of great things that I now know are red flags and I'm not looking yeah. at things with rose colored glasses. Uh, my dad passing away. I no longer look at things with rose colored glasses too. And then not having that job. I know going forward, what i know my worth i think that's also what those things ties like your Mm work
0: i was just gonna say i'm in a similar period of change right now i have been struggling a lot at work for the last like six to eight months which like you know sitting there and saying that out loud i'm like why did it take me six to eight months to get here but you know i was in this mentality of like this is what you need to do like you just power through things and all that and then like i had this like moment this week where i understood like truly understood why i wasn't enjoying my job and i'm not gonna talk about it because you know i'm still at that job but um and i'm trying to figure out whether it's like when i'm going to go i know i'm going to go i've always known that this was like a like temporary job but it's a matter of figuring out when do i go now but like having a reason other than it's not making me happy is has been so big for me like I understand why I'm not happy and it's gonna help me like refocus career-wise like to take this lesson to other jobs and understand what I don't want in a future job
1: but why isn't you not being happy a good enough reason
0: I mean it is but like you know because that can always just be like you know seasonal depression it could just be like you know, something that passes, like, it could just be like, I'm in a crabby mood this week, maybe it has nothing to do with my job, maybe I'll be fine in a week, you know, like, maybe it's just me complaining, or me being like, you know, work is too much work. And like, like, sometimes it's because sometimes it is that sometimes I'm lazy, sometimes I don't feel like going to work, that's a perfectly normal thing to feel. And I don't think that that's enough of a reason to throw away a job. Like if it's just something a temporary feeling, Because there are days where I'm like, I love my job and I do, I love the work I do. But, you know, figuring out that I have an issue with, you know, like where the company, what the company wants versus what I want or what I want the company to be doing. That was a big, like, wow for me.
1: That's, yeah, that's a good flip, you know, to kind of figure out. That's, that's a good starting point of like, how do we figure out our new dreams and goals? Mm Mm-hmm um for me I told my boss very candidly that the next five years you know I do plan on working there but I want to work in marketing mm-hmm. um, I don't want to stay at the position that I'm in now mm-hmm. I would like to be working towards marketing or maybe even like training and we also talked about professional development so my master starts my master's allows me to do professional development because that's it's considered professional development we talked about so my dream my full dream like really is to own my own coffee shop Mm -hmm. I love the world of coffee I love getting into I love the way that coffee connects people Mm -hmm. drinks connect people Mm -hmm. and so I asked my supervisor if one of the things that we could work on because they want to learn how to like grow me professionally. I asked, how do you deal with difficult people? So this is a part of my dream. I haven't really, I, I think I've told you this, mm-hmm. but my goal is to hire nonviolent offenders who have felonies mm-hmm. to work my coffee shop, you know, be a barista, run the coffee shop, things like that. As long as, you know, their felony doesn't align with that <laughs> or anything that they're doing. Mm -hmm. um as long as it's nonviolent, my goal is to give felons experience on their resume and also maybe jobs that they didn't think that were available to them um of course paying them fairly because that's important but it really is a way of like combining my love of social justice along with my love of coffee Mm -hmm. so that's my goal and i asked my supervisor on um like professional development could they teach me how to work with difficult people who have mm-hmm. like, challenging past challenging you know mental health crisis whatever something going on outside of just the job how do I deal with them and then how do I develop the per- that person because that's something I really need to learn is like developing someone professionally not just like personally mm-hmm. So I can, I can do personal, but I want to do like professional development.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we build skills for them? And that's what I want to do with the felons is build those skills. But how do I do that while building rapport, getting them to trust me, mm-hmm. trust the job, all those kinds of things. So that's my goal. It's outlined in the next five years. Um, the goal is to get my master's in two, figure out where we're going to live in three, and then mm-hmm. start working towards my coffee shop by year three, by the next three years. Wow.
0: That's, That's exciting. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, yeah, I think this goes back a little bit to what we were talking before about before, because I kind of forgot to mention it. So after I dropped out of law school or got kicked out, whatever, I use both terminology, just kind of like depending on how I'm feeling on that day. (laughs) And so, yeah, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. I knew that law wasn't going to be the field that I wanted to stay in. And I have, I think I've talked about it before, I have a degree in biology. And so I was, you know, looking to get back into that. And I was job searching. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to be here in Texas, if I wanted to be in New Hampshire, which is where I was for law school, and try to figure out where I wanted to stay. And then I get this email I get this email from my college, actually, like I'd been out of school for like a year at that point. And I was still getting emails from them. And it was like, hey, if anybody's looking for a gap job, this company in Austin is hiring, like, you know, people with your degree, it's like, they're going to train you from the ground up. They don't care what experience you have. They would just like if you either had like a uh, graphic designer art degree, or if you have, you know, a hard science degree. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Like this was kind of of my, like God handing me my opportunity on a silver platter. He was like, here, what about this? And so I applied to the job and I didn't think I would get it. And that's where I've been working for the last year and a half. It's been crazy. It's been really special to be back in the STEM sphere. And it really made me understand what I need, what I like about STEM work and working in science. And I work for a medical device manufacturer that's what they call us in my opinion that's a little grandiose for what we do but you know to each their own um I'm not the company so <laughs> yeah I work in a medical device manufacturer and I have realized that that's something that I really I'm interested in like yeah. medical devices working in that and I've struggled a lot recently trying to f- like you know reconcile with the fact that I could have had a better undergrad degree for this like I could have Done more in undergrad to set myself up for this career, but but I didn't even know I wanted this career. So, you know, trying to give myself grace and make plans going forward. I'm going to start taking the prereqs that I would need that I would have taken during undergrad so that I can eventually go and get a master's in biomedical engineering, which is really scary, but also really exciting. I found a program that I really, really love. Like I was just looking for fun because I was looking for programs in cities where I might wanna live. So I was looking at programs in Seattle cause I was thinking about moving to the Pacific Northwest as an option. And I found a program that I really thought was interesting. And then I actually went to a Zoom meeting um, for people interested in the program and learned a lot about it. And it is kind of, it's so cool. It's so unique. It's a mixture of classroom learning and like hands-on stuff. You're learning to build a medical device by the end of your life, you know, by the end of the master's program, you will have built a device. You'll have networked with people. Seattle's a really good city for medical devices and biomedical engineering stuff. And they have a good turnout for industry jobs. And I think that is my next step. That's like my dream program right now to go to school there. And I think I'm probably going to apply next cycle because it's getting really late in this cycle and I still want to get all my prereqs done and all of that. But yeah, I want to get prereqs done in the next year. I want to apply. Hopefully get into this program. It's pretty selective. They only take like 30 some people per year. But it's, it's going to be intense because it's a 10-month program. So a lot gets done in 10 months. It's on a quarter system. But I think that'll work out better for me if I can like just put my head down and power through for a year rather than like trying to drag it out over longer periods of time. And yeah, I think that's what's next for me it's really exciting I know you me a lot of hope
1: yeah you had talked about pharmacy school too
0: yeah uh I had thought about that but that was more of like I don't really know what I want to do with it like well I mean I know what pharmacists do but I don't necessarily have like a motivation as much to do that you know like this is this is what I've been work I've been working in this field for like a year and a half not doing like hardcore work because I don't have a degree in like the hardcore work but this would be going back to school to get what I need to do that and it's
1: a good idea yeah. I'm excited for you I think yeah. that it's going to be good for you to genuinely find something that you're really passionate about I think mm-hmm. it's going to be good to like keep your brain engaged mm-hmm. um that's really the hardest thing I think with having ADHD being neurodivergent is like keeping your brain engaged yeah um but I think that's a testimony of you know the universe providing for you. Uh-huh. You got this job. You mm-hmm. figured out mm-hmm. now where you want to go. Um I think there are so many examples of the universe providing. Mm-hmm. And we just don't think about it. I have yeah. two two examples that I actually want to talk about before mm-hmm. we close out this. And then you can talk about any examples you have. Yep. Two. One, my current company that I have now I never applied to the company. I genuinely don't remember ever applying to this company. Hmm. And now I have that
0: job. Wow.
1: I say this all the time. Like I genuinely did not apply to this company. Mm-hmm. Now I have the job. And then wow. two, this is smaller, but our ice machine broke. This is a silly little story. <laughs> our ice machine broke. And two or three days later, there were ice trays sent by the trash chute three of them and it was like and they were in good condition pretty new but someone was just getting rid of them two three days after our ice machine breaks we find ice ice cube trays why because the universe provides for you mm-hmm. it may not be right away but the universe provides for you mm-hmm. those are just one big example and one silly example
0: i think um A big one for me was in undergrad. I was kind of deciding where I was going to sit, like, religiously. Like, I'd been in a Bible study my freshman year that I wasn't, like, too happy and, like, the people were nice, but it wasn't really for me. And then sophomore year, I just wasn't really in anything. And, like, end of sophomore year, I'm, like, sitting in a hallway just doing homework. And this girl comes up to me, like, someone I don't know, and she's like, oh, my God, we're having this little Women's Day event like a little Christian org's doing this. Like, it'd be so cool if you came. And I was just like, huh? (laughs) Like I had never met, or like I generally don't remember if she like reached out to me first or she just like asked me to like hold on to something for her while she ran and did something. But anyway, like I met this girl, her name is Daisy. And we just connected that way. She invited me to an event. I'm a super introvert. I don't normally do this kind of stuff. I show up to this event. This is at someone's private home there are probably like 50 women there. It was so cool. I didn't know anyone. And that really like focused me like, you know, the rest of college. And I think that was such a cool little like God just putting people in my, in my way. Cause I feel like that's the way he works with me is it's, we're going to do an episode about this. But, you know, like, for me, it's people. Because I think he'll, like, if he shows me signs, I'm, I'm too crazy to notice what's going on. I've got a lot going on. So, like, he puts people for me. It's always people. And again, recently, I have been, like, I know we talked about it on the friend episode. Like, how do we meet people? How do we meet people? And I've been struggling with going to my small group, another <laughs> religious thing here. But, yeah, I hadn't been going. I went really, I was going all the time when I first joined. And then last year, I just kind of let things fall to the wayside. I was like, it's just not working for me. I was finding every reason not to go. And then this year, I was like, this is my New Year's resolution. I'm going to start showing up. I'm going to start going. First week I go, I meet a wonderful, wonderful girl who has just moved to my my town. Like She moved here a week ago. And of course, my like older sibling instincts kick in and I'm like, come (laughs) here and like we just strike up a conversation because she like liked my purse and we start chatting and since then we have been meeting up once a week every week like right before group we hang out and then we go to group together and it's been great because it's been getting me out it's been getting her out and I have a wonderful wonderful new friend
1: Yes. I do yeah. people get put in your way. For me, I'm always looking for signs from the universe mm-hmm. and they're always so subtle, mm-hmm. always so subtle. Okay. Let's round out. Um, what are
0: our final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, dreams are going to turn into nightmares. Like that's just a part of life. Like if you feel it happening to you, know that every single one of us has had it happen. And it's not a mark on you. It's not a mark on like you as a person. Like it's not that you are failing. Everybody fails because failing's a part of life. But you can fail up. I love that phrase failing upwards because you can feel like you're going down but you are moving on to something bigger. You're moving on to something greater. You can absolutely fail up.
1: Okay, I think the quote is seeing rejection as redirection.
0: Yes, I like that. So, my final thoughts are
1: rejection is redirection. Mm -hmm. When somebody puts, when the universe puts a traffic cone on your road that you're driving on, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's because you're meant to take a different road. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to take that different road. Mm -hmm. And I know it's so cheesy to sit here and be like, everything happens for a reason. But there is a reason behind everything that happens. Yep. We may not know it now, but it may be later on. Mm -hmm. When I look back now, I'm like, oh shit. Like my dad passing away was probably one of the best things while also being one of the worst things that happened to me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And instead of letting it kill me, I chose to live my life. Mm -hmm. And so instead of letting things kill you, think about how you can live. Mm -hmm. How you can keep going and how you can keep finding better things for you mm-hmm. that are actually meant for you. Because what's mm-hmm. meant for you isn't just going to be like Ooh, thrown out the window. What's mm-hmm. meant for you is going to stay. Mm-hmm. It's just rejection is redirection. Yep. And it's okay to get redirected, happens all mm-hmm. the time when we're driving on google maps we get redirected we go on a different road we don't huff and puff about it we just redirect ourselves Mm -hmm. so that's all i have to say yeah truly i think everything that happens there is always a reason behind it Mm -hmm. you may not know that reason though and that's okay Mm -hmm. okay you will one day it'll click one day
0: yep just takes time yeah. And, and um, you know, <laughs> I really like your Google Maps analogy because it sometimes like if you're on a like if there's a big wreck on a road, it takes you through neighborhoods and it takes you through weird things and it reroutes you and yeah, like at the end of the day you're going to get to your destination faster than you would have if you stayed on the highway. Absolutely. And uh, yeah you're like you are saving time and it's not always time because sometimes redirections take a long time and sometimes they take you it's harder for you to get from point a to point b but it's always worth it
1: yeah i think really the universe sits down and has a little meaning about you and what you're supposed to be what you're meant to be doing in life and i and then oh it was i'll leave you with one quote This is from Chloe Kardashian, and I think I've said this before. If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans for your life. (laughs) Yep. That's true. If you want a good laughable moment, tell the universe your plans. (laughs) Yep all right well everyone thank you for joining for this week um i know this was posted a little bit later but i appreciate your time i appreciate you being here and i love you all goodbye besties and until we see you next time yes